Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by Medical Director of Dublin Well Woman Centre, Shirley McQuaid. Hi, how are you? Hi, hello there. Thank you very much for chatting to us. And I think UTIs is something that gets discussed quite a bit. What, what exactly tends to cause a UTI? Well, firstly, unfortunately, women are more prone to UTIs than men, simply because the tube from the bladder to the outside is only about four centimetres long. So it can mean that it's easier for bacteria to migrate up that tube into the bladder. Um, and we all have lots of bacteria around the uh, genital area. So it, it's easy enough for bacteria to get to the bladder. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon to see women with a, a, a bladder infection. So the kind of symptoms that, that people get would be pain on passing urine, um, having to pee more often, uh, sometimes a little bit of blood in the urine. Um, if it's got a little bit more serious and it's going from the bladder up towards the kidneys, then you would tend to see a temperature sweating, sort of rigors shaking a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, nausea, even vomiting, um, back pain, low, low back pain. They're all signs of uh, urinary tract infection. Would men have similar symptoms then? They would do, and they'd also possibly have testicular pain as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. What? So, but yeah. It'd be un- very unusual for a man to have a urinary tract infection, where it's relatively common for women. Yeah. So men with a urinary tract infection, there there is usually something wrong. Okay. Whereas women, it can be it can be cystitis, which is where the tube from the bladder to the outside gets irritated. Um, and they get some of those symptoms, not the rigors or, or the uh, kidney pain, but they get sort of frequent urinary frequency, um, stinging when they pass urine. But if it's just cystitis, which is very low in the urinary tract, um, it will often go away within about three days. And certainly if you drink lots of water, um, maybe get something from a pharmacy that changes the pH of the urine so it doesn't sting so much, Um it will often settle itself within three days. And really, if it hasn't gone away within three days for women, then they need to go and talk to somebody. How common do they tend to be? It varies from person to person. And it also depends on your life stages as well. You know, um, women who start are, are in a, a new relationship um, will often have more sex than somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time. So you'll often see women who are in the early stages of a, a new relationship coming in because they're having urinary tract symptoms mm-hmm. and that's because the um, during intercourse bacteria can be pushed the normal bacteria from the outside of the skin can be pushed into the bladder um, it, it's also to do with position sometimes um, so if somebody if the tube from the bladder to the outside gets crushed during intercourse which it often does a little bit there's a little bit of pressure on the on that tube because it's right beside the vaginal opening so if that gets crushed, um, it'll feel like urinary symptoms. What tends to be then considered a recurring UTI? Well, if somebody gets um, two or more u- urinary tract infections within six months okay. or three or more in 12 months, that would be considered a recurring UTI. How then do you deal with that differently to maybe like get one here and there? Well, I think it's important if somebody has a urinary tract infection, first line antibiotics, that we, we have antibiotic microbial guidelines as to what to do with various infections, you know, chest infections, bladder infections. So there are first line treatments for uh, for antibiotics. So so we're all asked to prescribe 
particular antibiotics first line. Mm-hmm. Um, if that doesn't work, then then a sample should be sent to the lab to check and see if um, the bacteria that they have isn't just one of the normal, usually E. coli bacteria would be the most common one, um, but some of the other bacteria, which is slightly less common, but still not to- no, not totally unusual, but they would need different kinds of antibiotics. So sometimes it's because the first antibiotic doesn't uh, isn't uh, sensitive enough to, to treat the infection that they need a second one. So the, the, the most important thing there is if you have a urine tract symptoms and you take antibiotics, the symptoms either don't go away or settle and, but come back fairly quickly, that it's probably a, just a partially treated urinary mm-hmm. tract infection. So it's not recurring as, as such. It's simply that it's been um, the antibiotics mm-hmm. haven't, yeah, haven't had full effect. So it's, it's worthwhile getting a sample sent off to the lab and they grow it in the lab for three or four days. And then they'll say what antibiotics are the best ones to use for that particular bacteria. Mm-hmm. So that will often stop the problem. Whereas if you just take random antibiotics and you haven't got checked to make sure that the antibiotics are appropriate for the infection, they're more likely to come, the infection is more likely to come back on you again. And then on some occasions, <clears throat> it's also worth checking for STIs too. Yes. Um, the uh, chlamydia in particular will often mimic um, uh, a urinary tract infection. So you'll get the same sort of symptoms. You'll get uh, urinary frequency, uh, pain on passing urine, um, maybe not rigors and not the temperature kind of thing, but just low-level discomfort, kind of pain over the bladder. Um, that can be a chlamydia infection. And the important thing there is that um, if I send a urine sample off to a laboratory uh, for microbiology, they're going to check for the E. coli regular bacterial infections, but not for chlamydia. You've got to send it specifically for a chlamydia infection mm-hmm. in order to have it tested in the lab. And we can use urine tests, and urine tests are good for men, but for women it is better that they have uh, a swab test done, which is uh, a vaginal test rather than the urine sample. Is it possible to prevent UTIs? Well, I suppose there's a few things. Because sex is a precipitating factor for a lot of women, um, if you're finding that after intercourse you you are finding it uncomfortable and you sort of have this urinary frequency and pain for a few days afterwards, if you look at the position that you're um, in during intercourse, something that won't affect the tube from the bladder to the outside, that position is the best. So that would involve mostly if the woman is on top, mm-hmm. there is less likely, likelihood of crushing the uh, the tube from the bladder to the outside, or if their partner is behind them, it's less likely to cause crushing as well. So sometimes that's what's needed, and you know magically it all just disappears if you do that. So I suppose be aware of your own um, your own actions yeah, and be, things that be you're aware doing of, that are of what, yeah, what's yeah. doing it. I mean, in, in general, um, it's a good idea to have an empty bladder before intercourse and to pee immediately after intercourse, which is all very romantic, mm-hmm. and, and then drink lots of water the next day. So okay. those very simple measures are often enough as well. And it all helps. Yeah. Amazing. Shirley McQuaid, Medical Director with Dublin Well Women's Centre, thank you so much for chatting to us. You're very welcome.